The epistle for the fourth Sunday of Advent is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Corinthians, chapter four. Brethren, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and the dispensers of the mysteries of God. Here now it is required among the dispensers that a man be found faithful. But to me it is a very small thing to be judged by you or by man's day, but neither do I judge my own self. For I am not conscious to myself of anything, yet I am not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore judge not before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise from God. And the Holy Gospel. It's taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 3. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and Philip his brother tetrarch of Ituria and the country of Trachonitis, and Lysanias tetrarch of Abilina, under the high priests Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the Lord came to John, the son of Zachary, in the desert. And he came into all the country about the Jordan, preaching the baptism of penance for the remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the sayings of, the, of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways plain, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. <clears throat> and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And these words are taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In Mexico, there is an old Christmas tradition or celebration, which many of the people of Mexico still practice today. It's called the Posadas. Posadas means inn or shelter in Spanish. And this celebration is called Posadas because it commemorates the journey of the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph to Bethlehem and their nightly search for a place to stay on that first Christmas Eve night. And so the people of Mexico form a procession and the journey to Bethlehem is reenacted. As soon as it is dark, a procession is led by two children carrying figurines of the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. Everyone carries lighted candles while singing hymns and litanies until the procession stops before a closed door of the house where they are going to ask lodging. And then the people sing a special song asking shelter for Our Lady and St. Joseph. And the man of the house playing the part of the innkeepers opens the door and he answers telling them to go away that they are too poor and that there is no room for them in the inn. 
And so the procession continues and goes to the next door. And the procession continues throughout the night like this until all the people finally arrive at the church. And at the church, a magnificent nativity scene is set. And after more hymns are sung, the Christmas celebration closes with midnight mass. This beautiful custom of the Mexican people, these posadas, remind us of the first Christmas Eve, the last, Our Lady's last week, and St. Joseph's last week before the birth of Christ. And they remind us of really how much Our Lady and St. Joseph really suffered, and yet how much joy there was in the heart of Mary and Joseph. Over 500 years ago in the small town of Nazareth, Our Lady was preparing for the birth of her divine son. You can imagine Our Lady, no doubt she was sweeping and cleaning the humble home of Nazareth as she looked forward to the day when her son would be born. Our Lady truly understood that God was within her. She understood that he was a king And thus she would have been striving as far as she was able to prepare a fitting home for her infant son. But unexpectedly, a command comes out from Caesar. Caesar wanted everyone to go and enroll themselves in the city of their ancestors. And since both St. Joseph and Mary were descended descendants from the family of King David, they would have to travel all the way from Nazareth to enroll themselves at Bethlehem. Our Lady's time was near, and the Christ child was very soon to be born. And now she had to travel all the way to Bethlehem, a journey of about four days, a long and difficult journey, for they would have to traverse mountains and steep paths. And the journey would be even more treacherous because it was the cold season in the Holy Land. So there would be a biting wind and a cold rain. Now when a king normally enters his kingdom, he is usually greeted with honors. And usually the people of the kingdom would erect triumphant arches and jubilation for him. But Mary looked at the journey ahead of her, and she saw that this journey would not be one of triumph. This journey would rather be one of trials and crosses. This journey would involve suffering. And when we look at this journey from a worldly point of view, everything in this journey seems to go wrong for the Blessed Mother. But she does not complain this whole time. In fact, she does not doubt the will of God. She cheerfully and joyfully goes with confidence. Imagine she who is the mother of God and whose time was very close at hand is now packing her belongings 
and traveling on the back of a donkey. And after a long and burdensome four-day journey, the Holy Family finally, finally entered the tiny town of Bethlehem. St. Alphonsus tells us that they first went to the house of the imperial minister to enroll themselves in the book of, as subjects to Caesar. And after that, St. Alphonsus continues that Mary knew that the time of her delivery was come, that it is here and on this night that the incarnate God willed to be born. And so they looked for room and shelter. They looked for room in the inns. Remember, they were poor. And because they appeared as poor pilgrims, many drove this holy family away. And one can only imagine what Mary's heart would have felt, how St. Joseph's heart would have felt, when they were rejected and could not find a decent place for the birth of their king. Until at last, someone finally offered them uh, what was a smelly animal stable. St. Alphonsus tells us that Our Lady looked at the stable full of animals, dirty and smelly as it was. And she told St. Joseph that this was where the king desired to be born. And Our Lady knew this whole time she was confident that this was the will of God and that it was God's will that they should suffer. My dear faithful, through this whole journey to Bethlehem, the numerous heavy trials, everything apparently going wrong, Remember, there is not one word of complaint, not one word of selfishness. When the innkeepers turned Our Lady and St. Joseph away, there is not one word of bitterness, critical judgment against these men. Our Lady did not criticize them, not even within her heart, which was so on fire with love for the infant Christ. In fact, we could be sure that Our Lady would have even prayed for these men, prayed that they be forgiven, for they know not what they do. And during this journey, Our Lady is rather silent, and she patiently bore these crosses for the love of God. My dear faithful, this is the last week of Advent before Christmas. And just as the Mexican people reenacted the journey to Bethlehem, let us as well this last week reenact in our hearts the patience of the Most Blessed Mother. I am sure this last week will be very busy for all of us. There will be a lot asked of us a lot of work to get done before the holiday. There is, of course, the decorating, the last minute shopping. There's all the sickness going around, colds, dealing with the icy cold weather, or perhaps maybe we're expecting a very easy week. 
very relaxing week. But I can guarantee you that something will, is bound to go wrong. Something will come up. There will be obstacles. There will be trials. Trials and headaches for each and every one of us. Or perhaps even in our life now, we have some great cross that we are suffering. Patience, my dear faithful, is not allowing ourselves to get overly sad or discouraged in the midst of difficulties. Patience leads, when we practice patience, this leads to joy and peace. A lack of patience, impatience leads to frustration. It leads to anxiety and discouragement, and it leads to sadness. And so when these trials and crosses come our way this week, let us be quick to remember the journey of Our Lady, to remember the Christ child, to look at this trial as an opportunity to follow in the, footstep, in the footsteps of the humble handmaid. Let us travel with her to the stable of Bethlehem down the road of patience and joy. As soon as something comes up that you don't like, that contradicts us. Turn to Our Lady in prayer. Just a quick aspiration to ask her to help, help me, dear lady. Help me to the crib. And strive then to imitate her patience. And my dear faithful, if you do this, if you follow closely with Our Lady, you will no doubt have a very blessed very peaceful and joyful Christmas. May God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.